0: Go to your happy
1: place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. You better not have no plans tonight.
2: Movie time and it's feeling bright.
1: You're looking for a love that lasts. You'll find find it it at Romancing Podcast.
2: You? I know. Ooh, ooh, baby, of the
0: wind beneath my wings. Ooh, ah, I'll have what she's having. Thank you for tuning in to Romance in the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley.
3: I'm Mikey Randolph.
0: Are you okay?
3: I'm reading a cue card.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who's holding it up, Macy?
2: <laughs> and I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, I made you guys watch.
0: About About time time. So was this the first time you guys have seen this movie This is my first time today I used to watch it a
3: lot when it was on Netflix When I was in like a sappy mood
0: Yeah I saw
2: this once I think I may have seen this in theaters And it was before my dad died And I watched it again tonight Having lost my dad (laughs) And I I cried so much this time I'm sure I cried the first time I remembered it being sad but man, that dad shit hit me uh, so hard tonight.
0: Oh yeah, I was I was crying <laughs> watching it at my house, and I was like, Todd's probably a yeah. fucking mess right now because you and I were watching it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Maybe if he hadn't manipulated all of those around him with time travel, then God wouldn't have smited his father <laughs> away from the <laughs> earth.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I and I wrote that in my notes. Like this movie is problematic. It's not as problematic as the time traveler's wife because no one is grooming a child in this movie,
0: and there's no time. Tra- traveling fetuses in this movie which honestly i think it's missing maybe I do a little feel bit like it is to its detriment i i think for for me this movie it's not quite weird enough for me to like laugh and scream about it for time travel problematic stuff it's probably the least problematic time travel movie we've done i, I, I agree think with the that least it's still problematic though yes yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I think the
3: problem's in the beginning, it, it tries to solve them of like, hey, you can't make people love you, even if you go back and try to. Like right. a fa- there was a fate factor in there, and I was like, oh, okay, right. that yeah. kind of solves the manipulation thing. And then I was like,
2: well, it doesn't though, because it undoes that halfway through the movie.
0: Oh. Yeah. And I was
3: like, fuck that guy's play. That's all oh. I'm saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: guy
2: is my favorite character. He's yeah, my favorite
0: character. <laughs> I was like, I'd be friends with that curmudgeonly yes. asshole.
2: He's clearly a tortured genius.
0: Very much so And when he's like My wife left me I was like Shocker Uh, But (laughs) I do feel like The one thing that I uh, It's a a catch 22 Because there are parts of it That I love Parts of it that I don't like Yeah Todd I agree with you In that I I always love when a time travel movie doesn't tell us shit about how it works, or if they do, they tell us like five seconds of yes. stuff about how it works, and they're like, "Don't worry about it." I
2: literally wrote that in my notes too, Paige. I was like, "I love how this movie is just very hardcore. Don't worry about the time Don't travel. Worry shit. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." But
0: on the flip side, on the flip <laughs> side, this movie also makes up rules the whole time. So like every you know fifteen minutes or so, it's like, "Oh fuck, I forgot to tell you, you can't go back after a baby because reasons." What? Well, the- the thing is, you you can't <laughs> go back after a baby. It just changes you that just baby. You just get a whole new baby,
2: which that is someone who's writing this movie, Richard Curtis, obviously, right. way overthinking... How sex works And how babies are made I mean he, technically He's accurate well, But like Do we need that level
0: <laughs> No because according To that rule You'd have to go back Pre-conception But instead He's able to go back Literally up until She has the baby So it's just that Like he hasn't met The baby Yeah
2: Paige It's way darker It's that he doesn't Give a shit about That baby Until it's until out of the womb Until it's out of the Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah But yeah, yeah I yeah. thought
0: that that was Super
2: dark Also Because he takes His sister back in time And then she goes She fixes her life and then goes back to the future and while she's still in the cupboard she remembers Jay and that her and Jay got together in this new timeline that means Domino Gleason has all these fucking loads of memories about his
0: completely different memories about his son right that that he then gives away to get Posey back right or at least were memories of that those moments? Well, yeah. he, he
3: had those memories. Compared it to Posey, and was like, I think I like Posey better. I think okay, I
0: prefer Posey. <laughs> but here's what's wild to me because I I did not hate this movie. I don't I don't love it. <laughs> I feel like I could cut thirty minutes out of it. Well it's a Richard Curtis movie So you definitely could cut 30 minutes
2: Out of it yeah
0: yeah you could cut 30 Minutes out of it Uh, you've also got A weird sister who men are mean To which has shown up in like three different Richard Curtis movies yeah. you got too many Side plots you got too many friends to keep Track of it's it's all the problems Although the least I would Say this movie does the best of focusing On our main character
3: agreed I was,
0: yes. Yeah which is usually a problem Yeah I think Notting Hill is the closest To
2: this right but this This really focuses, and I think a little bit to its detriment, on just Domino Gleeson, really. We don't really ever get uh, Rachel McAdams' side of the relationship.
3: What pisses me off is that so he can take other people and, like, his his one love here, he's never 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 going to tell
2: her. He never shares it with her.
0: The dad never tells the mom and doesn't, like, take the mom on, like, a last trip to visit all of the, like, older times. we don't see that. And... Uncle Desmond is able to go. Yeah.
3: Well, allegedly.
0: but <laughs> And we never talk about it. He clearly knows and has, like, talked to the dad. And, like, we never address it.
3: Yeah. They play those characters as not manipulative,
2: but, like, not telling them feels
0: manipulative. Yes, it's, it does. It feels weird.
2: And I agree with you. But I think... Because it's not manipulative, they're feeling like they should be able to get away with it in the movie. But what they're really doing is just removing any female
0: character's agency. Or any facts about them. Yes. Other than related to the men in their lives. Because, <laughs> like, other than reading, name one thing about Rachel McAdams. She
2: likes uh Kate Moss. She likes Kate Moss. That's, like, the one thing.
0: Which is the most bizarre hobby interest ever. Like, if you like Kate Moss, great. I get it. I just have no idea why, and this movie makes a huge deal out of it.
2: I literally said to myself, "Should I know who Kate Moss is?" Because she's a very I famous model. did not.
0: Okay, cool. She's a very famous model, and and earlier than this movie though. Like this, this movie is kind of too late for the Kate Moss fandom. But she was photo. She has been photographed by probably every very famous edit- editorial photographer in the world. I would guess. And so I guess if you're super into her, you might be interested in that. I just don't, I don't understand. (laughs) And maybe this is just me. Uh, I don't understand the point of being obsessed with someone who is just photographed. If you want to be obsessed with a photographer, I'm all about it. I actually might go to that to see all the photographers, different
2: takes on the same, like, quote, Canvas, right?
0: Right. That aspect of it might be
2: cool. And I don't even know who Kate Moss is, really. I mean, I saw pictures of her in this movie. Yeah.
0: Very famous for like uh, guest jeans and stuff. If she wasn't on America's
2: Next Top Model, I did not watch it during COVID when Natalie rewatched them all.
0: Oh, that I refused to rewatch that show for my mental health. Oh, it was so toxic. I thought the Lacheys produced it. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad. Did you get to the plus size season where no one's above a 16? I did. I was like, know. this is straight size. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, or when they told a, a woman who's a size eight uh, that she should stop eating the food they were providing her uh, in the house so that she could lose weight and then made her pose as an elephant. You know. The (laughs) mid-2000s Oh my lord There actually
2: wasn't any if That I can remember fat shaming In this (laughs) Richard Curtis movie There's less of it than the other one
0: There's less of it, it is still very much There, it happens a few different Times with a few different characters I took note every time, but Additionally, there's also a lot of Asian racism in this movie That
2: was a theme in one of his last Movies too,
0: I know, I was like What, it was in Bridget
2: Jones also And I was like does he have a problem with Asian people I definitely think there's evidence To suggest yes but who knows
0: But no there there is some fat shaming in it Although I would say of the Richard Curtis films we've done The least I
2: mean we are coming off of Bridget Jones diary which <laughs> That is like <laughs> yeah. fat shame The movie So the like movie. this felt like it was devoid of all of that Although I mean I'm sure you'll share with us when it did
0: happen But It, it was not devoid It wasn't a plot point at least True in true In this yes. movie No in this movie it's just offhand comments Where it's like man the worst thing in richard curtis's mind is for anyone to be fat it seems
3: i heard the best joke that you're supposed to tell a child which is like unicorns went extinct because corn dogs used to be unicorn dogs
2: (laughs) so they're deep fried unicorn horns that's amazing delicious (laughs) i love it and i just
3: picture telling a telling a little girl that and her crying and as she's like
2: Chomping down on what she now thinks is a unicorn horn. (laughs) Well, if they wanted her to survive, they shouldn't have been that delicious. Well if they wanted to survive I guess
0: They shouldn't have been so Tasty I still want to <laughs> eat a manatee Steaks of the ocean Anyway yeah So You can cut 30 minutes out of it There's still some a smattering of fat shaming Yeah I,
3: I, 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 What pisses me off the most about this film Is that it has a really good meat cute
0: I love oh, the meat cute Oh yeah meet-cue. it has a great meat cute And then it throws it away It throws <laughs> it away I was so pissed Me too Although Although their second meat cute equally as good
3: mm, where he knows what he's looking for
0: well i mean the second one is a little manipulative because he, <laughs> he knows she's going to be there whatever yeah but the idea of walking up to somebody and being like i'm not enjoying this party either you want to get out of here i'm like oh
3: i thought you meant the museum part and then him
0: finding out that she has oh, a boyfriend no.
3: now and then undoing that for her
0: Undoing, the, although her boyfriend did seem like a total asshole, but that is manipulative and bad. Yeah, I
3: mean it is removing her agency. But I mean it wouldn't be <laughs> if he would have just gone back and made the choice of like, okay, well my uncle, this guy has to have yeah, a bad fuck day. His so play,
0: I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's famous. It'll be fine. Okay, hear me out we establish in this movie that there is an element of fate, right? Yeah. You can't make someone fall in love with you. Right. The sister ends up with the other guy regardless. Cause he just suggested he isn't like engineer that or whatever. I mean, he sort of engineers it. Like you might
2: set someone up on a blind date or a double date. Like, that's yeah. all he right. really does. <laughs> but that's
0: all he really does. Right. Yeah. So if that's true, then I, and, and she like, she's at the museum happenstance. Like, Things like that where I'm like, I think they would have ended up together no matter what. It's just how.
3: Yes. He's he's faded like he's like, I know this'll work, so I can go do this. Right. Which is how the movie kind of gets around the nastiness of the time travel.
0: Yeah. Right, right, right. I do like that at a certain point the movie's like, he doesn't travel anymore. He just lives. Yeah. And I'm like, okay.
3: I wouldn't have done that. I would have done some really fucked up stuff if I had this ability. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: but you can. I do, I, I do yeah. love that early in the movie they're like, I can't kill Hitler. I wasn't alive then. And you're like, oh, all right. But this is like how
3: every choice you make branches into two paths. You can literally just follow a thing. And then just rewind it back. Yeah. And be like, well, I live that life. Let's make another decision. But
0: then you couldn't get back to the other. Like, that's the thing is like you could never relive perfectly. And so it's kind of like once you make the choice to change, that life is just fucking gone.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But if you're single, I bet it would be fine.
2: (sighs) (laughs) I got a time travel to a night you don't get pregnant. Sorry, because <laughs> that, that, that's how you'd use it. Instead you know of leaving with an Uber, I'd just be like,
3: Bames. and then I'd go back to the bar, and I'm like, already hooked up with her. It, it? It, it's not
2: considered ghosting if it never happened because of time travel. Well, sure. it's
3: a parallel universe, and I'm just jumping between them. Now I'm back at the bar. Let's go for that one. You could do it as many times. Well, probably like for my case, maybe two if you tried to do it.
2: <laughs> like, I did love in this movie where she was like, well, you know, he enjoys the night three different times.
0: Which does feel kind of sweet to me, even though it's a little fucked up. (laughs) It is, yes. yes,
2: No, I I got that too. I think it's the way it's done is still very sweet. But I did like that she was like, oh, only one time? And he's like, all right.
0: (laughs) He's like, my
1: dick's
2: about to fall off. Yeah. I don't know if his refractory period would. it would reset Does it every reset? time. Yeah, it's, it would have to reset because your body, like physically, did not come. We should break this down by. Okay, how... but here's <laughs> the thing: he's still the same
0: person. So I, I think it, it like resets your refractory period, but you still like went through the act. Well, you're mentally, yeah. you
2: have the memory of it for sure. Would you kill someone and rewind? To see what it felt like?
3: Just to see what it felt like to see their the life leave their body? Mikey,
2: I've listened to a lot of serial killer interviews <laughs> to know that once you pop, you rarely stop that uh, game. Uh, so, like, no. But if you were a serial killer, you could, like... Stalk someone,
3: kill him, rewind it back, pick someone else. Kill that, rewind it back.
0: <laughs> Little John got the stabs to make your body go. Ah!
2: <laughs> yeah, so like, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm just saying, I think eventually... I'd go more Palm Springs on it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely (laughs) would too. But I think what Mikey just like explained was the only ethical serial killer. And that to me is funny.
0: Well, is it ethical? Because that person does experience that trauma in that moment. And even though they don't keep it, you are inflicting pain in that moment. Yeah,
2: it's probably not ethical.
0: Or
3: are you jumping between parallel realities in the decision tree? So those realities still exist. You're
2: just jumping between them. Oh God, now we're getting into like Rick and Morty level multiverse. theory uh, and I do feel like that is what this movie deserves so let's get into it. Have you guys
0: read Michael Crichton's Timeline?
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes I have.
0: (laughs) Let's fucking talk about it. What if there's a little leak in one of those tanks?
3: Paul Walker's in that film.
0: (laughs) That movie is terrible for a book that is like really good (laughs) and it's (laughs) underrated uh, among Uh, Crichton's library. Like this
3: movie does anything fun with it. Like if my boss pissed me off the first thing I would do is throw a table At them and then like do like Go nuts and then be like okay go to the closet And then like undo it
0: like none of that stuff Ever happens no Go full folding chair on people Uh (laughs) I love that the police were like Turn yourself in folding chair guy I was like fat fucking chance I know right (laughs) Idiots (laughs) (laughs) Yeah well Mikey I think the thing that you Really want is the Palm Springs version that has The reset right so that you could like Blow yourself up and then you're still there the next day you know like that kind of But he can reset it anytime he wants. He, he can, can reset if he's four dead. minutes back. Right.
2: He can, but if he dies it doesn't automatically reset. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he can't die. So it, it is a dangerous game of of constant reset because if you ever die or if you get super sick or whatever like if something stops you from being able to reset then you're fucking stuck. So Bill Nye character had
2: two children was diagnosed yeah. with a cancer Mm-hmm. And didn't go back to reset because he would have lost his kids, now, right?
0: He ad- he addresses this. Where they think it's lung cancer, they think he got it from smoking, and he says, I would have gone back to stop smoking, but you two had already been born, yeah, and I would have had to have gone back too far, and I would have lost both of you. Right. So in that, it is kind of noble that he was like, I just have to live with this now. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going
2: to say. Like, he made the decision to die so his kids would still be around, and that's like- not really talked about in this movie at yeah. all it's just like an implication of him passing away but still i was like god damn I, that that would be a hard decision yeah. to make you know no i, I, I don't think that would be decision. hard he's lived yeah. a whole
0: life no i mean and he can go back as many times as he wants until he dies ah oh, man
2: you know you guys wouldn't want to go back and like relive events um, he can he can relive anything up to the kids. He can relive anything up
0: to after the kids. But like
2: and change them. Like change the outcome of them.
0: No, I, I, I probably would not want to change the outcome of, of anything.
2: Fuck man. I absolutely would. Are you kidding me? The powerball's up to 1.55 billion page. Sorry. Well, his dad told him <laughs> money doesn't
3: really help anything and he listen. Yeah.
2: That's cuz his dad has been retired since the yeah. So, yes. he clearly doesn't fucking know what poverty it feels like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, he's all at that level of wealth, he is right. Like everything's taken care of. So, more money isn't going to make them happier. So I got what he was saying.
0: Well, and it's like he's a lawyer, you know, yeah, so it's, I mean, they're going to be fine.
2: I don't disagree with the sentiment the movie was making because they are set up financially, you know, like yeah. more money probably won't lead to happiness for them.
0: Yeah, or or at least the unending pursuit for more money yeah. definitely won't. Uh, For me, I, I am a believer that like every brick makes the wall, right? So like even the bad stuff. It happened to make me who I am today and I like yeah. who I am today. So I wouldn't change things. Hard though that may be, but like for me, it was necessary to be this. And I'm happy with this, so. You should be, you fucking rock. Thank you.
2: Yeah, but I and I honestly completely agree with everything everything you said. I don't know that I wouldn't go back <laughs> and change things still. There's only one
3: thing to do. I've gotta stop 9 <laughs> <laughs>
2: I definitely would love to see what would have happened had Mark Wahlberg just been on one of those planes. You know what I'm saying?
0: Just roundhouse kicking box cutters after people's hands. <laughs> I won't be who I am today if you stop 9-11. I was 13 and was like, fuck this. I'm never, I don't trust the government or anything. <laughs> and will then will now.
3: I'm going to bring back the, the 90s forever. Paige is going to be a Republican.
0: I'm uh-huh. gonna I'm gonna be a bitchy Republican. But Republicanism would be probably pretty different too. We change everything. That is true. Who knows what it would be like without that? But like I don't know.
3: It's okay. It'll be me going back in time as a senior in high school to stop the whole thing.
0: <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Somebody get Mahmoud Akhmatina on the phone. <laughs> I do think if you went back in time
2: and you were a teenager at the time, and then you went to like the FBI and were like, hey. There's gonna be this terrorist attack. They would throw you in a cell and just interrogate the shit out of you. Well,
0: they would have been like, "Yeah, we know," and then, just- <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and then shot him in the back of the head, double
2: tap style.
3: <sighs> I don't know. I could do some other stuff. I don't. I, I How would you stop it? Yeah, I'd just be like, I saw it on the dark web
2: <laughs> i definitely wouldn't have asked my friend dustin to take me to wendy's that one day my brother died like
0: those are the kind of
2: things i would change
0: true but todd ta- and and again controversial statement you would not be where you are today no wouldn't happened to you you need I know. watch the
3: uh the across the spider universe movies todd they address a lot of these
2: topics my friend is in one i don't want to cry that much i've i cried so That's fair. much during this movie guys so fucking much.
0: I I have cried <laughs> in I think every Spider Man movie and yeah. especially the last one.
2: Yeah when Mary Jane hit her head really hard. Yeah. That was fucking rough man.
0: Zendaya!
3: <laughs>
2: no! Yeah.
0: <laughs> Rough. Should we just go through this movie scene by scene, guys? Sure. Yeah, there
3: sure is a <laughs> ton of them.
0: Yeah, there it is a long. It's it's a full two hours and it is full. Yeah. And I think you could cut out two or three subplots and get a tight 90-minute movie that makes you cry just as much. Maybe even more. Maybe more. <laughs> anyway, we open on his voiceover, uh, Domino Gleason's voiceover, just about like his family. Like, here's who everybody is, here's mom and dad. Uh, here's Uncle Desmond. We don't know why he's here And then here's my sister Katie Who is the same sister From every Richard Curtis movie Yeah This honestly
2: feels like Every Richard Curtis movie Your Hugh Grant allegory Yeah Donald Gleason Voiceovers And sets up The story for you And explains that he has A weird friend group Slash family Or whatever Like that is The Richard Curtis formula
0: To a T And he talks about All the stuff they do As a family Because in every Richard Curtis movie That one core group Is always the best group Of all groups nothing could separate the group <laughs> yeah all the things the group does ending with their new year's eve party where he fucking blows off boo from fleabag and i was like how fucking dare you
2: Paige?" he had to go back to make it right and when he did i was very pleased because she was about to die in fleabag so like
0: absolutely i was like she's gonna get hit by a truck yeah
2: she needs a kiss guys come on
0: she needs a kiss and a gerbil cafe or guinea pig cafe <laughs> yeah, guinea Pigs. It yeah yeah
2: she's so good in that show oh my god <sighs> okay
0: Talk about a show that makes you cry a lot Fleabag. Same girl It's just
2: cathartic Yeah, It's emotional masturbation
0: it, I mean a little bit The, the first <laughs> season is and then the second season is just Coming the whole time we were just like yes That's right Get the hot priest. Why are the foxes after him? <laughs> the fox is a metaphor for life or God or something. <laughs> we can talk about it for a long time at another time. We have to talk about how she only looks at the camera when he's around and he can see and why can he see the fourth wall? We can't get into we it right can't now.
2: get into it, guys.
0: Sign up for Twitch or something and I'll do a TED Talk of Fleabag <laughs> and why it's <laughs> one of the best TV shows that's ever been made. It is. Anyway, he blows off Boo and it makes me mad. He doesn't blow her off. I think He just
2: like miscalculates it, like and handshakes where she goes in for a kiss. I I think that he didn't think she wanted to kiss him, so he went in for a handshake. I think it was an insecurity thing on his part more than it wasn't that he didn't want to kiss her. See, because he goes back and kisses her,
0: he does. But I read it as he didn't want to kiss her, and he thought that she did, and he didn't know what to do. And so when he came back and kissed her, I was like, oh no, a clinger! Like, what are we gonna do? (laughs) This is what starts Fleabag Although
2: at the end of this, like they know each other's
0: names, you know, like
2: yeah. But she's never in the movie again
0: (laughs) never again I don't know anyway the next day he gets up and his dad is like hey come to my office Uh, don't tell your mom we can fucking time travel and I've kept this secret from her the entire time and I probably cheated on her when you think about it But oh well Well no because he went back in time and it never happened and Nothing happened but the memories Mikey
2: the, the, <laughs>
3: like
1: when he's
2: He had a total recall What are you talking about
0: Later in this movie when Margot Robbie comes back I was like motherfucker If you cheat and then just like undo it with time travel I'm fucking done with you I literally wrote that on my notes I was
2: like yeah. I am so shocked he didn't just Bang it out and then undo it
0: Yeah you better fucking watch yourself ex machina anyway because mikey
2: would you have had sex with margot robbie that is the question i put to you my friend
0: am i in love with rachel mcadams
2: at the time you clearly are because you after this run and propose (laughs) to her
0: it's rachel mcfucking adams what kind of question is that she loved you every day for a year you mean with these bangs
3: I'm I'm ugly Rachel McAdams it's coming out over. of a restaurant. It's never been over. <laughs> no, of course I would be like Fuck off Margot Robbie Which would It still would be difficult But I really do love (laughs) Rachel McAdams.
2: You hear that Margot
3: Robbie You can go fuck yourself I wouldn't have gone to dinner with her Which I feel like Is an interesting choice either
0: I also I was like "Mm -mm." Yeah I feel like everything
2: Up to the point where she comes back And asks him out And he goes Was fine Like it's an old friend That your sister knows really well You're both in London Reconnect That's fine But like everything else after that I was like No
0: don't go with her Stop No She's a robot. <laughs> she's going to sell your kidney. She's going to stab you after disco dancing with Oscar Isaac. That's one of the best movies movie. ever. it's yeah. a good <laughs> ass movie. Uh-huh. If we ever have an action sci-fi podcast, I, I am bringing that to the table. Hell yeah.
3: <laughs> no, I love Rachel McAdams. I hate that she Sandra Bullocks herself throughout the film.
0: The whole movie. I'm frumpy. Where she's like, my bangs. And I was like, girl, what? Oh, you mean Everyone's the gotten bad bangs. The fringe. You don't like my hair? It's brown. And I'm like, he looks like a
2: total deweeb.
0: He's a life-size beaker of Bunsen and Beaker from (laughs) The Muppets.
2: (laughs) He absolutely is, yes. Uh, But he's, you know, he's a catch, guys. His daddy's rich, and he's a lawyer. He's a catch. Yeah. He also got, like, I was definitely head boy at Hogwarts vibes. Like, he has that sort of energy.
0: A real real Percy Weasley. If yeah. You know I mean? Abso fucking Yeah. For
3: for him to have such a good dad, his need to be loved is really out of place.
0: Everyone's different oh.
3: though. <laughs> Cause he's like, time travel. I know what that means. I'll fall in love. And I was like, that is a jump. I would have been like, time to find diamonds. I don't know what I'll do with them.
0: <laughs> well, that that's basically because his his dad in this scene brings him in and is just like Time travel, and he's like, ha, 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 and he's like, I didn't kill Hitler because I wasn't alive at the time, and he's like, what the fuck? Um, I guess I'll try this out, and he relives via Narnia the New Year's Eve party from the night <laughs> before. I will say this: I was interested, and Bill Nye he was
2: born in '49, which means he was born after Hitler died.
0: If you believe that Hitler yeah,
2: died in the bunker, I didn't okay. escape He probably to went in the bunker and clenched his fists and went all
3: the way back to <laughs> 1938. Yeah,
2: I think the damage had been done at, at least by the time sure, Bill Nye sure. could go back. Also, do you expect a baby Bill Nye to like crawl into a bunker with a shotgun? Like, how does that work, Paige?
0: I don't. I you know what I think. <laughs> I was about to say something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> say it. Say it. Say it. I think a baby Arnold Schwarzenegger would have gotten some shit done. Change my diaper if you want to live. Oh, uh, did you read the article today about his audiobook and his battle with dyslexia? Man, old man Arnold, heartstrings. Mm. Anyway,
2: yeah, it's got to be such a unique thing to battle with dyslexia. That's why
0: I was asking you, Todd. He basically talked about how he like. Had to read his audiobook and communicate his needs, and like how he works super hard to read the audiobook and cares a lot about it.
3: Yeah the only difference between you two Todd Is that people give a shit about him
0: I give a shit about Todd which is why I brought it up
2: (laughs) And he's like he put way more effort into Being like an impressive person than Me
0: yeah his documentary is really Interesting (laughs) like I think people care Way more about him than me because they Should (laughs) Uh, One of my favorite things about the Documentary about him which Hit or miss I mean he tells most of the Story so you have to take some of it with a grain of salt But I do love all the things that he Blatantly admits to in that documentary. Yeah. Where, like, he's like, Yeah, we were all on cocaine. (laughs) And you're just like, Oh, hell yeah.
1: We know. (laughs) (laughs) We (laughs) know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so he couldn't kill Hitler. But Domhnall Gleeson goes back in time to New Year's Eve to kiss Boo. And he does. And that's pretty much it. But uh,
2: the whole thing was that was him proving to himself the time travel thing does actually work, which that scene with him and his dad is very funny because he's like, this is such a weird joke you're playing on me, dad, because it does sort of seem like Bill Nighy is just trying to get him to go to a cupboard and stand in there for like 30 seconds and then come out and be mad at
0: him. He wants him to go to the wardrobe. And then walk out into the winter land where <laughs> it's always Thomas. winter and never Christmas. And time works differently <laughs> so that when you come back, you've spent years there. But then in a, in our world, you've only been yeah. gone for a couple of hours.
2: It's the inception model.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> well
2: all i mean is like it does seem like it's a practical joke i want to see if my kid is dumb so let me see if i can <laughs> convince him to stand in a cupboard like that's like what i thought bill he was doing so that's why i don't know it is sort of a trivial thing that Don gleason goes back and does but i think it was just him sort of testing it out to see if it works and that was his most recent like embarrassing moment he wanted to redo you know
0: Right. Well, and it's at this point, too, that that Bill Nye is just like, yeah, I don't tell your mom because, you know, wink. Because they can't be trusted with big information.
2: I mean, a lot of Richard Curtis movies have a very, like, you have to be fragile with women's brains kind of vibes. And this movie is so (laughs) smooth. And this movie is very like that.
3: I'm a mental health expert, so let me say some words on this.
2: Professionally, you are, yes the shape of their brain
3: is different and their head lumps are definitely different.
2: (laughs) Oh, shit. When he said mental health, he meant phrenology, Paige. I am not a
3: paleontologist, Todd. What?
0: That is what that is. I don't know the shapes of dinosaurs' brains. Only humans. But I do know that a lot of women
2: in my life get bent out of shape. Know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I honestly, okay, hot take. I love the mom's character in this movie. I realize that I do she doesn't really have much agency, but she is just like the nicest yeah.
0: possible curmudgeon. Like it's set she up. She reminds like, me of my mom in a oh, lot of ways. Okay, cool. Where I would say my mom is, is very kind and loving, generous and sweet, but she is also very honest in, in a kind way. Like she would never just be a dick to somebody, but the scene where the mom is just like, Hey, you seem like you're smart. And she's like, I try to be, she's like, good. So (laughs) you know, or like, you seem like you're smart. You got a personality, all that is one of the places where she kind of like, not fat shames her, but looks shames her. Yeah. And and doesn't but like the sentiment was like you seem like you've got a lot going on, and you're not just one thing. You seem like yeah. more things, which is, I think, something my mom would probably say to somebody. Yeah, um, I could in see a that. very loving way. Yeah. yeah,
2: it must be nice to get a compliment from like. Somebody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if you weren't such a skinny, titty baby bitch. Why
3: don't you clutch your finch and go back in time and get more love and come back?
0: Don't, hey, we can't be mean to him. Taco Bell is going to be closed by the time oh, we're true. done recording. So we got to be nice to Todd. Can I tell you guys a secret?
3: You never go to Taco Bell?
2: Uh, no, Mikey, it's quite the opposite. I go to Taco Bell so much that anytime I leave my house, my phone goes. Oh, are you going to Taco Bell? Here's the directions to Taco Bell. I had a Raising
0: Cane's slash Sonic run for a while that my phone was just like, hey.
2: (laughs) Paige, I have to stop you because Mikey's power just went out and then back on. Mikey, are you okay? What is happening? I cannot see the door behind you. Please move so I can see if anyone's sneaking up behind you right now. I definitely think... Something's going on with my house where everything is either breaking all at once or you're being haunted. Welcome back to the (laughs) haunt of Mikey Randolph.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The toilet, the toilet's running, the lights are flickering. Oh, that's true. You broke your toilet with a super dump the last time we recorded. Uh, what, what, What is happening
3: with my life?
0: Are you wanting me To answer this It's the ghosts Of all the women He's ghosted <laughs> They're ghosting back That's what it is It's all the women
2: He's ghosted he-
0: Here's what you gotta do Mikey Mikey You have gotta expand Your house And build extra rooms And extra God hallways you And you stairways Winchester. That go nowhere To Ooh, avoid the ghosts Of all the women you ghosted
3: Very expensive I guess I'll just Have a hard conversation With them
0: Or you could just see That that light <laughs> bulb Is screwed
3: in Yeah I need to Call an scr-
2: electrician Or some shit I need to screw That light all the way in no it was lights it was your whole house
0: all of your you lost power to your entire house but he stayed on the zoom call haunted i don't know (laughs) you remember that (laughs) remember that movie we did host that was filmed over zoom
2: i know i know if this is a practical joke fuck you guys is your door just move
0: oh i gotta go
2: i'm leaving mikey you have to do a seance i'm out of here bye i don't i don't like this at all Now I'm fucking looking behind me and shit.
0: You don't even have a door back there.
2: I know. You're in a black closet. You can
0: time travel out at any time. This is a full-ass room. I've got a yarn wall for art and sound dampening. It does work for sound dampening. It does work really well, honestly. I'm going to keep it.
2: Mm -hmm. Maybe we should talk about the movie we came here to talk about, though, and not about how Mikey's house is haunted.
0: Sure, 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 sure. So he finds out about, about time travel and... Then we get into like, and that was the summer that Barbie came to bounce on my dick. And like, Margot Robbie shows up to this house. And she is not there for that purpose.
2: She's there to hang out with his younger sister.
0: Yeah, because he just basically is constantly trying to, like, okay, this time didn't work. I'll go back in time. And Bill Nye is just watching it, just like, stupid, foolish bastard. He could be getting diamonds right now. And he's not. <laughs> diamonds are forever. They are. He could be playing the stock market. He could so many this things. This movie
2: sucks to make jokes about. Why? This movie feels mopey.
0: I mean, I cried a
2: lot. So like I, I liked the movie, but I cannot disagree with that statement.
0: Anyway, Margot Robbie's there to visit his younger sister because she's the younger sister's boyfriend's cousin. The boyfriend who is also a shit bag. Yes. yes.
2: Which means they're not related. So he is obviously going to try and hit it all summer. As you would, he hasn't met Rachel McAdams yet, so this is like fair game in my mind.
0: Yeah, oh for sure. Anyway, he tries a bunch of different ways, and every single time she's like, "Mm, "Not today, this thing." Which I think is just her kindly letting him down. (laughs) Yeah, when she said on the last
2: night, "I wish you had told me earlier," you know, and so he goes back and then she's like, "You know what? Let's just have a great summer, see where things go, but like come back on the last night." And I was like clever girl yeah because she like now just ensured she would have like a respectful summer right and then she would let him down gently on the quote Mm -hmm. last night which we saw already and then that's it and he respects that i think that's what's he learns a lesson yeah exactly and i think the fact that he doesn't continue to try and get her to fall in love with him makes me feel better about the time travel weirdness in this movie which is still not great honestly
0: right absolutely absolutely so, she goes home for the summer, and he's like, "All right, well, I'm moving to London to to lawyer my to my heart's content, and maybe find some ladies." I can time travel. Time for me to pick an interesting career, like lawyer. Lawyer.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) You hear that lawyers?
0: Mikey doesn't respect your profession Okay Lawyers are universally not liked Look if he wanted to wear a fancy wig And a dress he could be in drag If he wanted to that'd be a cool career Sure yeah Technically you could have as many careers as you want
3: I'd be a fortune teller because of the time travel
0: Absolutely
2: you would be (laughs) The best fortune teller ever Because you could just follow me around And then the day before be like Hey man fuck you, I hate you, and then walk away. And
0: that's exactly how you'd use it. I stole your diamonds. I mean, here's the, if you're not going to be a catch-me-if-you-can level con man, why? Literally
3: every other profession Would be more interesting With a time travel element Besides a lawyer
2: (laughs) Well that's why we never see him Actually be a lawyer We just see him like
0: In cutaways to it And he's not even like A
3: criminal lawyer
0: So (laughs) here's the thing We we do see him be a lawyer A little bit And when she says He always wins Something weird happens And then he wins And then when he's not Time traveling We realize He was going back in time To win his cases Yeah absolutely Every time We just don't see him Going
2: back to do that Yeah. yes, he was. Yeah. Because he's a good lawyer, and that's what I expect from our legal counsel. He's a barrister, I think, over there. That's why we only hire lawyers from Gleason, Gleason, and Gleason Associates.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say <laughs> Yellowstone Park because they're barristers. <laughs> 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 you have the right to bear arms.
3: In the case of the theft of... <laughs>
0: <laughs> picnic, picnic baskets. baskets yogi versus the yellowstone <laughs> park the association the state
3: of wyoming versus yogi <laughs> bear
0: <laughs> what did i do <laughs> <laughs> why did i do like i'm a picnic
2: baskets <laughs> i have the fifth amendment guys our grandparents are gonna love these jokes <laughs>
0: I don't think my grandparents would appreciate my Italian impersonations. (laughs) Maybe
3: they shouldn't have done fascism.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You modern American want to be like, oh, people be doing. We have done just as bad shit. Yeah. We're just quiet about it. Sometimes I
3: can't do. I mean, I already I speak in an American accent, so I can't like you know do it as a joke. I'm sorry, it's Mikey. My I'm gonna
0: have to interrupt you because Paige's
2: lights just went out for a second <laughs> and came back on. What the fuck is happening? Are you guys messing with me? I'm not even joking. Please stop. That, that's, I'm n- not. I'm not messing with that. you. I oh,
0: I know what my, I know what mine is, Todd. <laughs> okay. I, I I can make you feel back. Okay. This, this is an old ass house. Okay. Was built in 1950. So it's definitely
2: haunted. Okay. Okay, (laughs) sure.
0: Uh, The Uh, air conditioning uh, 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 was just uh, uh, added in the last couple years, and it is more powerful than the original grid of the house. So when it kicks on, yes. So when it kicks on, sometimes the lights will flicker. Okay. uh, Until the solar is up and running. Okay.
2: Well, Mikey's definitely not living through this night, but you you might be safe, Paige.
0: Yeah, thank you. Anyway, uh, he goes to move in with his father's friend. We don't know how his father and this guy know each other. (laughs) We just know that. This dude is not happy about it. I love this guy
2: because he is like, if you think about like a hyper creative person and then take that personality to the extreme, it is Mm -hmm. this person. Like I've never met like, Someone who is hyper creative That is this bad You know as as like Just an asshole Sort of curmudgeon character But Yeah I often wish I had a friend like this What are you talking about? This is how I picture All
3: <laughs> theater dudes
2: Oh no You know like Late in life theater dudes Just mm-hmm. at, fresh off their first divorce I'm in charge Of the
0: community theater I direct there I am West Hampton's Aaron Sorkin Thank you very much Yes Wow West Hampton's Aaron Sorkin Are they going to prominent Nod and speechify as they do It um, I don't know but it's gonna Take place
2: while we walk around this Gazebo we built on the stage So that's what promenade <laughs> means <laughs> Yeah I know uh, When does Bridgerton Come back nobody knows Paige That's the magic of Bridgerton <laughs> They just release
3: seasons And spinoffs willy nilly with No regard for anything
0: Someday if you wish really really hard And believe in deep inside that Bridgerton is real (laughs) it'll come back (laughs) when you watch a Bridgerton if you clap (laughs) cheeks
3: hard enough they'll know that you believe What?
0: you gotta clap it so they can Bridgerton gets a season
2: (laughs) no
3: mine was more of a Peter Pan reference mine was oh because you have to clap so Tinkerbell knows the magic is real
2: yeah Mm -hmm. all right this is way off topic but Mikey Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell, would you? And know that yes is my answer. I am on <laughs> yes the record. Is a, yes is a, no. I
3: had an awakening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> same, fully same. I bet you and I saw that I movie like, exactly uh... the same. We were like, I bet I could break her in half. Like, it would be. Bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Holy shit. Wait, you want her fairy size? Wait, are you talking about when she's <laughs> small?
3: <laughs> Jesus, Tom. I mean, when she gets old or gets big.
2: <laughs> I did, too. I was just joking, Mikey. But yeah, no. Oh. Yeah,
0: sure you were. Yeah. Sure you were.
2: Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe I'm like super into redheads. That's like, it was that <laughs> and uh, uh, Robin Hood uh, men in tights. Oh, okay. good, 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 good.
0: Anyway, so he He's living with this playwright who was newly divorced and also real here's another thing about this movie. okay. so like you know how they casually sl- slip in some weird anti-asian speech through this movie Yes um, there's also a heavy anti-sex worker sentiment in this film yes a lot it's weird because we
2: don't meet any sex workers in this movie but not, they refer not to one. joanna's character as a sex worker or they actually a pejorative term for sex worker the whole movie well
0: and not only her and the reason i brought it up is in, in this scene the playwright when he's like Showing him where the room he can stay in whatever Oh yeah he, about he's his like, daughter you could, Yeah he's like you sleep with my daughter Apparently she's a you know a sex worker Which she's not he's just being Cruel but then Joanna Not only gets referred to as a sex worker Multiple times she refers to her own apartment As a brothel Yeah, and any number of things And I was just like what is Why or what There are other words like why Is this so prevalent Because um, it doesn't even necessarily make sense Like If you're trying to slut shame somebody, there's a lot of other ways to do that. I still don't like it, but there's a lot of other words. And this movie just aggressively goes after everyone who's had sex ever as a sex worker. And you're just like, what? Yeah. It's real
2: weird. It is. I feel like it's very in place in a Richard Curtis movie, unfortunately. Like. That felt very normal to me, knowing that Richard Curtis wrote and directed this movie. Yeah, because British people.
0: I always feel like <laughs> Richard Curtis movies have an element of being what I would call stereotypically British. And I don't know if that's... I'm not British. I would like to assume that British people don't, don't you know, randomly throw out slurs and stuff. I'm not British, Paige, because my grand-grand-grandfather fought to make it happen. its I think it's a few more grands.
2: <laughs> Probably.
0: Anyway, so he's writing a play... While Domhnall Gleason is lawyering and they're not having a great time. It's like a hardcore bachelor pad, not funness, right? Yeah. And at a certain point, his friend who is obnoxious, but is still his friend. Everyone's got one of those friends that you're like, oh God. All right. <laughs> like, I love you. Can you quiet down? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. anyway, they go to a dark restaurant, which I have never done and now, kind of want to do. I would go hundred percent. I'm too yeah. picky of an eater, but I think that's a scenario in which I would be like, I just have to surrender to the experience. Yes, I I would completely surrender to the
2: experience. I've actually done something like this. It wasn't a restaurant, but it was like bit. It was a big like warehouse sort of thing, and you would walk through rooms that were different like building setups. So it was like one was a mm. diner, and one was an office, and one was like a grocery store and stuff like that. And it was like a so you could feel like what it would be like if you didn't have sight. It was a really Nerd. like cool and pardon the pun but like eye opening experience to what that is like for those
0: people. It was cool. There's a place in San Francisco called the Exploratorium that has something called the Tactile Dome uh, that was built originally, I believe, in like the 70s, because it is very much one of those things where you're like, oh, people used to come get high here. (laughs) A hundred (laughs) percent and probably still do. Yeah. It's essentially like the inside of a discovery zone in like a dome. But there's it's completely pitch dark and all the walls are covered in different textures of, like, carpet or like hardwood floors or like gummy something, and you crawl through it and you have to like find your way in the dark to then this like central room, and they're like, This is the womb room, and you're like, So, this is where they smoke the weed? Cool, and then you can <laughs> crawl through other tunnels and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, That's
2: cool though I enjoyed the experience uh, And I would like 100% do this kind of a restaurant I thought it was like It seemed like they may have been there Like on a dating type thing Because they like They go in the two of them Like him and Rory And then they get paired with Joanne and Mary
0: Well some of those restaurants Because these restaurants do exist They are a thing Some of them do Uh, Like group seating where it's like You just sign up for a time and they sit you with Whoever okay so like you don't know Who you're sitting
2: with right so then it's even More happen chance right like right Yeah completely
0: yeah, yeah. yeah I Feel like they maybe aren't as Popular now but I feel like they got popular At the same time that silent discos did which i I find silent discos hilarious like i am all for it love dancing love doing whatever but my favorite part of silent disco is just taking your headphones off and watching everyone else dance to silence that's the funniest part for me it's fun to be a part
2: of though like i get why you'd go to one of those that's cool
0: yeah absolutely yeah but this is where they talk about kate moss and they wait after they come out her friend is not into his friend uh, and they are having a contentious after dinner interaction. Yeah. Um. But she and Donald Gleason are like, "Hey, I did kind of like you. Like, here's my number." Blah, blah blah. And she's
3: like, "Me, ugly Rachel McAdams. <laughs> I'm so
0: ugly. He wrote me every day for a year, and I'm like, why? <laughs> Do you have <laughs> eyes?
2: I don't know." Yeah. I mean, when she walks out, the fact that he wasn't like jackpot, like it was like, yeah. she's a gorgeous woman, she's right? She's
0: Rachel McAdams, but she's Playing it like Vanessa Bayer on What We Do in the Shadows, where she's just like, "I just, I, I mean, uh, my bangs, I, I, uh, my foot is broken. I don't know." She does <laughs> stumble
2: just... out of the restaurant, and I was like, "God, clumsy is so my personality." <Yeah>. But they exchange numbers, or I guess she gives him her number. Right. And then they sort of... Um,
3: Part ways. Uh, oh, no. Then he goes, this is now the most important thing that I own. Yes. And I was like, you're laying on a little thick.
2: Yeah. I do think that might be a turnoff for a girl if you were like laying it on that thick, at least for some. <sighs> they might be like, all right, buddy.
0: I think it depends because because we do, I do love how they do the dark restaurant in the movie because they just show the passage of time yes. where they're there for hours.
2: I think it was over three and a half hours. Yeah. I was like, what is this, fondue?
0: <laughs> oh, I fucking love fondue Me though. Me too, but they're long days. I'm here for it. Takes forever. <laughs> I know. I'm here I for every it. second of it. I would love to walk out of that restaurant and I just have shit all over my <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I feel like if I really hit it off with somebody over three hours of just continually talking to them, I might not mind as much. Sure. But also yeah. fondue. Great date. Today
3: at a meeting, we had a long meeting and they like we're like, we're going to do a lunch a working lunch so they like ordered boxes or whatever so they give me the most crumbly sandwich in the history of sandwiches so I'm like sitting there doing what I'm like eating it's like it's just like collapsing it's on as granola
0: like, as bread yeah, it's <laughs> like eating a nature
3: valley bar <laughs> With ham in between. <laughs> My boss sitting next to me texts me and she's like, You're getting crumbs everywhere. <laughs> and then I like get up to I'm like, Okay, well they're like, Oh Michael, you're no longer needed for this part of the meeting. You can you can leave like your part's over. And I was like, Okay, great, great. And I'm like... There's bread confetti of- <laughs> everywhere. People
0: <Yes! laughs> <laughs> laughing at me. And then I'm like trying to clean
3: off the table. And it's like taking an awkward amount of time. So then I finally get up. I look in the chair. There's just a pile of crumbs in the chair. And my <laughs> boss
2: sweeps them into her hand and puts them in the trash. And I... And- <laughs> I, I love that after you left, your boss looked like a single parent who had just taken their toddler to like Ruby Tuesdays or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I left that meeting with so much shame <laughs> all
0: over my body and the floor yeah. of the chair over, down the shirt. Uh, <laughs> I am a notorious shirt spiller because I've got like a boob shelf and food just falls there. But you know what doesn't have crumbs, Mikey? fondue (laughs) no but it has a drip drop yeah that'll drip drop on my shirt it's got broth worth it when we were in switzerland at christmas i insisted that we go have like real swiss fondue and we got to the restaurant that's like famous for it and ordered it and they were like that's one kilogram of cheese and i was like i don't fucking know your measurements bring the cheese and it was conservatively the most cheese i'd seen in my entire life it was wild. It was like a trough of cheese. I was so I happy. A trough of
3: cheese is definitely how
0: I I ate as them. much of it as I could. This is officially
2: the richest conversation I've ever heard firsthand. When I was in Switzerland for, Switzerland- Christmas, <laughs> for Christmas we were so ignorant to the locals' customs that we didn't, we that we ordered too much cheese fondue. I don't know if you know, but Zurich has like the best fondue. Paige, did, did you have this Dinner after hunting human people? Like No, it was that, like the only thing we ate during the day. <laughs>
0: It was our last day because we had to fly out of Zurich because it was cheaper or whatever. Um, I like a good
3: fondue restaurant.
2: I like any story Paige tells that I would also buy a villain in a James Bond movie telling me. <laughs> like,
1: so yeah, like,
2: I really like, enjoyed that. The preamble <laughs> to her grand plan is like my family used to
3: go to Christmas in, where in Zurich where I got the fondue. We,
0: we ate the kilogram of cheese in the Emile Henry fondue pot. I have a fondue pot and I never make fondue and I should. I love fondue it's gotta be a
2: bitch to clean up.
0: It's not that bad well mine is like enamel cast iron so it's not I've got like a really nice one I just never do it. I also never I don't keep sterno around so that's probably why.
3: Hello Todd it's Mikey.
2: Hello Mikey it's Todd (laughs) I need to tell you something. Mikey it's fine you'll be a great dad that's we're gonna table that (laughs) but on that table is a delicious factor meal. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) <laughs> what a transition Oh my god guys This actually
3: is a factor ad That was amazing Mikey Mikey here for factor Meal, All from Magic the pod Heck yeah. We're gonna table it Delicious already fresh made meals Never frozen It takes two minutes to warm up Just like Mikey does I have a busy schedule I work all day I have fun too much I also work at night I also have too much fun And I I have a problem with
2: (laughs) words Yeah, words is one Uh, (laughs) Ordering out is another one Same, I ordered out tonight Yes I literally got, let's just say a Factor equivalent meal For Natalie and I And it was like $48 When it could have been way less with Factor yeah, and I, I struggle with proportions. And
3: Factor comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef re- ready. I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used Factor Meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown.
2: I mean, that was the best time to get on board with Factor. Except for right now, because <laughs> Factor is giving 50% <laughs> off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com
3: slash yeah. podcast. 50 and use code romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's code romancingthepod50 at factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's a good deal. Do it. And they have an g- easy-to-use app, and they never require me to talk about the
2: app. Mikey, that was the end of the ad. That was the I end know. of the ad.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm still going. All right, Factor Meals. <laughs>
0: Anyway, they meet up after the the blackout restaurant. They hit it off. He's got her number. Great. He goes home and the playwright is like, it's the worst thing ever. A guy forgot his lines in my play. And I was like, dude, what happened at tech rehearsal? Like, there are so many times to address this problem. (laughs) I'll also argue that we could have kept this meat cute if he had handled the solution to
2: this problem better. Same. Because he didn't have to go back to the night of the meat cute.
0: Well, that's the night of the play.
2: I know, but he could have, yeah, gone, he back could have gone back a little to a bit rehearsal. Later. Yeah. He could have gone back to right. what, to like a year before and killed the actor so someone else got cast. I'm not saying he should do that, but there are like a thousand of other things he could have done than ruin his perfect date. And then he could have just relived the date, you know?
0: Yeah, I do think any of those options requires him to Recapture lightning in a bottle on that date That is true Anyway So the actor forgot his lines So he goes back in time To try and get one of the actors To review his lines And he does But it's the wrong actor So then he has to go back again I
2: thought that shit was so funny though
0: So funny Cause it's it's a two-hander And he learns <laughs>
2: his lesson Cause this is the time He's just like when he's listening to his friend's problem, he's just like, I got it. Don't worry about it. Right. Every other time when he's going back to fix someone else's fuck up, he's like, what date? What time? Yeah, exactly.
0: What day is it? What year? Yeah, exactly. So he learned from this mistake. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Uh, so he he goes back and uses cue cards. The play is a huge success. His, his friend is famous, but he's lost Rachel McAdams number because he lost that night. Right. Which is, I'm like, dude. Like, you don't have to be a genius to understand that that's what time travel does <laughs> like. <it's> time travel. <laughs> I know. Like, that is
2: basic time travel shit. Yeah. I'm not, it's not, like, tenant-level time travel shit. It's just, like, normal time travel shit.
0: Right. And this is a, a piece of the screenwriting that I don't love because he, like, finds out there's a Kate Moss exhibit, or rather, photography of Kate Moss, uh, and he goes and just sits there all day, and she happens to be there, Now, unless this was like a one day thing or whatever, the fact that she is there either is explained away by fate in the movie or it's bad screenwriting.
3: What you could do is go wait all day. If she's not there, you could travel back in time at the beginning of the day, not wait that day and go live your life. Then do it the next day.
2: That's what he should have done. Yes, because he is essentially called out for a whole week from work instead of just one day. To you know meet her
0: Yeah now she manages to show up But she doesn't know him Doesn't know who he is But she, he does convince her and her friend To let him like walk around with them Which by the way would be a hard pass from me Yeah
3: yeah he comes off like a psychopath
2: Oh yeah Which you would because he is like talking to her Like they had this amazing date And she didn't have that date, you know?
0: Yeah, it doesn't exist
2: in her mind. It's very off-putting when someone is at a level of intimacy with you that
0: you are not at with them. Yes. Yeah,
3: you got a vibe. Yeah.
0: But they sit down for a snack in, like, the museum cafe or whatever, and her boyfriend shows up, Rupert. (laughs) Now, here's the weird thing. The movie plays fast and loose with the timing because when she's like, oh, the party was like a week ago, I was like, wasn't that before their date? Isn't this like two, three days later or whatever? But we don't know. The movie's not very specific about it. Okay. I think it's actually
2: like a full week later. So I think the party was the night after the date. Okay. And the only reason I think that, page is because the number of times, and they're also doing that, um, the song that like says the days of the week. I forget the name of the song. Right. But every time they say a new day, he's wearing something different. So I think he was right. there for a whole ass week. Okay. So I think. It sort of fits, but it's, you know, it's clunky.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so he's like, what exact party? What time? What time did you arrive at the party? What's your address? And I'm like, would you give a stranger your address? Of course not. Like, no, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. But, but, but she does, which
2: like they
0: already think
2: this guy's a creep. Like,
0: yeah, you would never do that. Yeah. But he pops out to the bathroom, goes back in time to that day goes to the party sees that Rachel McAdams is not having a good time at that party and he's like seems like you hate this party do you want to go grab some food right now because your eyes are gorgeous and whatever and I was like I might take somebody up on that if I hated that party
2: I mean if someone walked up to you and said one of your like innermost thoughts about an art You love that they literally took from you the day before, or whatever. I do think you would be emotionally manipulated into going on a date with them. If somebody
0: walked up and they're like, honestly, Fleabag might be the best television in modern day, I'd be like, let's fucking talk about it. Can we get fondue? Let's go. Do you have stars? Uh, (laughs) I love
3: stars. Do you want to eat fondue? And you'd be like, what? Come to Switzerland.
2: And have fondue with me. All right. (laughs) Can we get a full kilogram of cheese? (laughs) I would accept that invitation in a heartbeat.
0: It was delicious. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta go back. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So they go, they have dinner, and they have, again, another like three and a half hour dinner conversation where they very quickly... Kind of like joke and make fun of each other We find out that she's a reader at a publisher Which how she's living alone In her own apartment on that salary who could say It's very much like an Anastasia Steele from Fifty Shades Situation
2: I honestly think Her parents are loaded too like Oh yeah like Domino Gleason's parents are That's the only way any of that makes sense And I don't know how much a reader makes but she Lives in London and has that place and I doubt It's that much you know what I'm saying
0: Right 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 yeah like I know now they don't make nearly as much as they used to, but even still, like at this time, they weren't making that much. Got to start a reader's union. Yeah. And, and I don't <laughs> know if it works differently in the UK, but here we would call it like coverage yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. And de- depending on who you're doing it for, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, she's like, at the end of the day, do you want to walk me to my car? And... Uh, he's like yeah sure and so they're walking 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 and I even in my Notes was like where the fuck did she park Like this is a l- really Long walk it's even f-
2: It's very funny because like they're walking down the street past like open parking spots you know what i'm saying like so you're it's clear like she is not parked at this venue at all
0: not at all yeah and and he's like where's your car and she's like oh it's in front of my apartment and i was like (laughs) suave yeah she knows you gotta ask him
2: a lot of little small questions that they'll say yes to Mm -hmm. they call it laying the breadcrumbs
0: yep
3: are all the crumbs on your chair at the meeting (laughs)
2: That's what I get for eating a sandwich, the consistency of sand. <laughs> yeah. Made yeah. of Captain
0: Crunch, There's flakes everywhere. <laughs> what kind of sandwich was it, Mikey?
2: It was like a
3: try. It was like roast beef, ham, and turkey. It was like a, I don't know, generic box lunch kind of deal. It came with like half a pickle and like... Gross.
0: What kind of bread was it? I'm trying to figure out what was crumbling. The bread
3: was crumbling. The bread was like... And the bread was... Like the toppings were smaller than the bread. So it was like... It was just a. It was like a lot of crumbs. It was just like a lot of crumbs. Okay. And like everyone I worked with texted me about it in the meeting because it was like an obviously that something has gone wrong with my crumbling lunch.
2: But did they get your specific box from like a museum exhibit? Like why? Why was the bread so crumbly?
3: I was like, this is the Bach lunch of a carpenter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is sawdust everywhere. Mikey is now immortal. <laughs> Until he shits out the holy croissant. Oh, oh! It,
0: if it was a croissant, I could see how that would happen. They're very flaky. Um, so they kiss outside, and then she brings him into her apartment, and she says, "I'm gonna go put on my new pajamas. In in uh, if you could come in like a minute or two, then you could take them off." And he's like, "Okay, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, thank you."
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, dates always go this well.
0: Well,
2: I mean, again, if you have emotionally manipulated this person because <laughs> you knew exactly, like, one of her specific innermost thoughts that, like, made her really think that you, she knew you as a person. There's a
3: lot of alcohol missing from this equation.
0: Well, but you also have to remember, he <laughs> also fair. has three hours of conversation with her that she doesn't have. Yeah. So th- he can draw on all of that. Oh, yeah. I know. That's what I'm
2: saying. Page- I know. I'm agreeing with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... I, I, listen, I, I, th- I, this is what we're talking about when we say that all time travel movies are inherently problematic. I do think that this movie sets it up that they are fated to be together
0: because they do... Much like Terminator, the best time travel romance. A second only...
2: To this no actually i do think terminator is better than this honestly
0: but right th- but they
2: have that first meet cute and that is outside of the time travel miss of it right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so he is just trying to like get back to what fate had delivered him in his real like actual timeline mm-hmm. so i think that's how it, i'm like sort of squaring it that it's like okay that he's doing this even though it's inherently problematic because fate Fate has made her love him Yeah, but you have to like sort of look at that as like a real thing in these movies And some people believe in fate and some people don't But like, you know, that's like a thing in rom-coms for sure
0: For sure Anyway, he goes in, they have sex He, It seems like it goes well And he's like, that could have gone better And she's like, I think that was lovely And he was like, "Mm, excuse me for a second He's like, listen, uh, I could
2: probably hit this right (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah
0: So he he goes out, comes back in, does it again. And it seems to go real well that time, too. And he's like, one more for the road. (laughs) Let's go. Yeah. Does it a third time where they end up on the floor. And I do love that they're like bed lying next to each other and then just like bed sheets (laughs) everywhere and then floor sheets. I was like, yeah, you got it. And then she's like, only once. And he's like, oh, god, (laughs) my dick's going to fall off because, you know, it got to work out. But
2: he's supposed to be like 23, 24 at this time. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. listen, man, three times wouldn't be enough. Yeah. It's Rachel McAdams. I know. <laughs> and you've had a perfect date with
0: twice.
3: Yeah because you manipulated her with time travel
2: yeah exactly damn I wish you hadn't said that last part because now I feel like a creep
0: (laughs) Um. you're a creep just using all the travel you're traveling through the time we know anyway the next morning they're running to the train. And then we get a great montage. I think this was a great way to show this. At the passage of time. Richard yes. Curtis does amazing passage of time he montages. Does great in his montages. Movies. And this is one of them because they're running through the train station. We're seeing different seasons. We're seeing them dressed up for Halloween. We're seeing Christmas. We're seeing they're going to fancy stuff. They're going to work. Any number of things. And it's yeah. just kind of like slices of time in their life through this train station what's really amazing is much like that Notting hill shot yeah it looks like it's all one shot and they keep entering and exiting from different parts of the train it's not one shot they're strategically cutting but it
2: looks very cool it is so cool i did love this shot so much but it does imply they've been together like i think a year at this point it's been a, a long time
0: a long time. We cut to their apartment as they're kind of getting up and getting ready for the day. And she's like, oh, my God, my parents are about to be here right fucking now. Put on pants. And and she's like, other pants. They're super conservative. And I was like, what are conservative pants versus regular pants? So I wondered that. Like, was he wearing jeans at first Black and then jeans. changed into slacks? Okay. Yes. I guess yeah, that yeah. makes
2: sense on some level, but that just means... Like, if someone was offended, I wore jeans in my own house. In my own home, yeah. I guess they don't know he's living there yet, but... Still. Yeah, I mean, they're... Really? Whatever. I'm not gonna wear slacks unless God asks me. So eat an ass, like whatever.
0: <laughs> Todd, it's me. God, I demand you wear slacks. Hey guys, hang on one
2: second, I gotta change real quick.
0: All right, well, get, take your time. It's the Lord. <laughs> Look,
2: we don't have three
3: hours. You can't change. Okay. Let's Aww. let's keep it on.
0: Yeah, if you want me to get down to slack layer, it's gonna take a time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but as they're like quickly prepping He's like do I do they know about me Do I live here and she's like no he's like Are we having sex she's like yes but not oral And I was like hold on what <laughs> Like, Why would one be anyway uh, Why would one be okay <laughs> and
2: the other not be Yeah, yeah why would oral like, not be but Like everything else right. is what's the qu- What's I happening don't... here yeah <laughs> what's happening here Oral's like second base right like What are we doing it's, th-
0: it's third I think <laughs> Technically but, <laughs> but But he's like when would that come Up and she's like I, I don't know I'm just telling you so her parents arrive and they're like oh should we come back another time when you don't have company and she's like oh no he lives here which she immediately told him not to say but like
2: and she immediately spills the beans yeah and then she like looks at him like sorry and he goes but we're not having oral sex or whatever
0: (laughs) i promise you
2: (laughs) and then he immediately is like if you'll excuse me
0: and walks right to a closet to reset it yeah yeah but we cut to they come in She does all the talking, but she basically is like, I really love him. Like, I I please like him because I do, which is very, very sweet. It
2: is. Because her parents are, like, asking him questions, and she won't let him answer because she's just so nervous (laughs) she's like talking over him every time she tries to answer and it's so goddamn charming this scene like it's funny it's it's a funny scene she's like i'm sorry i'm nervous and i'm talking so like let me pass it on to him and he's like about to start and
0: she goes if i could just say one thing and then the scene ends it's so cute but she after her parents leave. Or she's like, I, I just want to sleep for a whole day. I'm just going to stay in bed Yeah, one of those days. And he's like, all right, well, I have tickets to the theater. Do you want to come? And she's like, no, <laughs> take your friend. <laughs> so he takes Rory from the office. This is where he runs into Margot Robbie again, which at first she's like, this is my girlfriend. I don't remember the girlfriend's name. And he's like, oh, thank God you're gay. And she's like, why would you think that? And he's like, good <laughs> girlfriend. Um, Nope, he does a redo. And then... He's like, hey, you should be careful when you say girlfriend. Sounds like you're gay. And her friend's like, I am gay. And he's like, ah, shit. Do do? <laughs> like,
2: I did love that part. It was very funny. Uh,
0: so he eventually tries to just avoid seeing her, but they run into him outside. Yes. And that's like Margot Robbie's kink. Because she's like outside. into it. No,
2: not not outside, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's turned on by guys who were not into her. Yes, which we did
0: establish earlier in this film. Yes,
2: I wasn't joking. See, that's where I feel like the time travel
3: need to be loved should come from is her need. To want a guy who doesn't want her
0: I don't understand what you mean
3: Well like like if I meet a beautiful woman The first thing I say to her is I'll be right back for cigarettes And I don't come back for three days
0: (laughs) And then
3: then
2: by then she's gone Because it's been three days And he didn't get her name or number But if not
3: She's into you every
2: time Oh yeah She'll always remember that time someone twice her age asked her where he could buy cigarettes. 60% of the time, it works every time. (laughs) (laughs) 60% of the time, she's confused all the time. I'll
3: be right back. And I'll just come back a week later smoking a cigarette and be like, oh, I forgot you were here. Oh, it's you. Yeah. I'm going to go to my room if you want to come or whatever.
2: In your mind has she been standing
3: there waiting for your return? She's been doing other stuff but like mentally that's where she's been.
0: She's been calling Celine Dion to be like, "So should I like wait for him or should I <laughs> go like put myself back out there?" And Celine Dion is like, "You don't know what love is." You don't
3: know. No. <laughs> I've come back. Celine Dion has declared me a man.
0: Okay, Celine Dion, I got the Skittles for the offering. What's next? Are they tropical <laughs> Skittles? <laughs> they are, like this like like the photo I sent you from my road trip the other day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That was pretty funny
0: So they run into them outside And he's just trying to get away Because he's like I can't seem to have a good interaction With this person It's time to go Yeah And he's like Okay bye Uh, And Rory is just like She is so attractive You'd go blind From having sex with her And I was like I don't know why you think That's a risk But okay (laughs) (laughs) Rory doesn't (laughs) seem like He's
2: the smartest friend
0: No but it made me laugh Because I thought about like Have you Do you ever hear people be like Don't masturbate You'll go blind Uh, Like it made me (laughs) like This is the pinnacle of that where <laughs> it's just like, she's so hot, you're gonna go fucking blind. You can't do anything about it. Anyway, so she comes back, and she's like, I told my friend to go f- go home, uh, fuck her, let's go get food, or whatever. And he's like... Um fuck okay sure So he goes to dinner with her which I don't Love me either I don't
2: like it either I thought everything up to this point was fine he was Like trying to reconnect with an old Friend of his sister's it went badly twice So he was like fuck it and then she Came up to him and it was a it was a nice Casual conversation it wasn't like he was hitting on her Or anything sure and then when he goes With her I feel like that's that's the point I'm like this is not good
0: yeah it's Bad but she they go to dinner they have a good time and she's like can you walk me home and again he's like okay they get to her door and she's like you should come inside and he's like you know what i gotta leave but at no point in this interaction has he been like i have a girlfriend he doesn't even tell her at this moment doesn't even tell her he just leaves he just leaves and he goes back to his basically apartment with rachel mcadams and asks her to marry him Which doesn't go well the first time Because she's no. asleep Yeah uh, but he comes back a second time And he's got all this music And she's like thank you for doing this at home Without a bunch of people around he's like oh you bet And then he goes out to the living room And he's like everybody go home <laughs>
2: like, But it's the band from the subway And like a yes. stand up bass player now And I thought it was really <laughs> cute But <laughs> But that would have been a nightmare Imagine like having had like a lazy day Sleeping all day and then having your boyfriend come wake you up and then show you a band to propose to you.
0: Yes, in your
2: living room while you're dressed like you've been sleeping all day. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. That's the. That's terrible. You know, but... jeans, sweatshirt. Well, like regular. Like, listen, I get what I do is. You not admit that it's not regular. <laughs> of course, I got. I get made fun of so often for it. It can't be normal.
0: <laughs> anyway. We cut to his parents' house where he's going through records with his dad. Uh, his sister shows up and, like, tackle hugs Mary. And we did get a little thing with Margot Robbie where he's like, oh, your cousin's still seeing my sister because they thought they'd broken up. Yeah. But it's just, like, sprinkled in exposition. I think it's just yeah. sprinkled in to signify
2: that his sister and then his What's sister's his boyfriend. Guy? Yeah, that. Yeah. I, I forget yeah. his name. But Jimmy. that character, they're, like, on again, off again, like, tumultuous relationship kind of a thing. Yeah. That's all that is.
0: Yeah. But so they announced to the family, not only are they getting married, but they're having a baby. Hooray. Which is a surprise to the audience. I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. I was like, oh my God. Well, but then I was like, maybe that's why she was sleeping. Yeah. Could be. Anyway, we cut to their apartment where she's like, we need to plan the wedding because we're getting married like right away. So I'm going to take off a piece of clothing for every decision you make. Where should we get married? And he's like, at home. Then the local priest and whatever.
3: And she's not very layered up. So- There's really only four decisions he makes in this conversation. I was like, girl, you should have really, if you really needed a lot of decision, you should have, like, wore some clothes.
0: Huh. Takes off a poncho and then, like, a slanket. So what you guys are saying is, really, you should enter every
2: conversation properly layered up and I appreciate that you guys have come around to my way of thinking on clothing. That was Mikey, not me. Two out of three ain't bad.
3: Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. I'm just saying if your goal was to strip, which I would never ask you a question if you said, every time you ask me a question, I'll take a piece of clothing off, I'd be like, turn your camera off on this Zoom call, please. And then (laughs) be done
2: with it.
0: All right, hang on, let me get the light switch again. Uh (laughs) I did think she
2: would have on way more clothes like as of a bit right so Mikey I do agree it's weird that she only is she's wearing so little but I you know it's it's fine I guess
0: whatever then we get a real fun montage of their wedding I actually love the way they do the wedding where it's like windy and it's raining and the tent collapses because water flows in on everybody that tent company getting sued baby like there's no way they're
2: paying for those tents
0: it's so crazy but it's all it also It also uh, implies that they don't go back and redo it. They just accept it as bad, which I love.
2: He even asks her, although she doesn't know because he's never honest with his wife once in this movie. But he asks her, he's like, would you have wanted to pick a day that didn't rain? And she's like, not for the world. I loved this, which I thought it was nice that like at least on her wedding day, he decided to give his wife agency over one decision in her life. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I mean by like these movies are inherently problematic, but like it is sort of a sweet moment, but if you really think about it, it's kind of gross.
0: Yeah. You're like, Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. But they have the baby. It's Posey. It's very sweet. And they're having a birthday party. I think a one year old birthday party for Posey. Yeah. And Kit Kat, the sister is not there, Uh, but her boyfriend shows up and they're like, why the fuck isn't she with you? And he's like, She's not here. That's not good. Yeah, we got in
2: an argument and I left and we, we I said we'd meet here. She'd been drinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we come to find out that she was in an accident and is in the hospital a
0: drunk driving accident. Yes. Yeah. And is in the hospital. Miraculously alive We never find out About the other people It didn't seem like That bad of an accident Like I bought
2: her injuries But it didn't look sure. like Sure No cars flipped or anything Like She wasn't on the freeway You know Yeah yeah yeah
0: Yeah those cars
3: are so tiny Like really
2: They actually were Pretty small Small
0: cars Which is not uncommon Over there They but, were small cars And they weren't going Super fast yeah. uh, But He then is like Okay something is wrong With my sister And I need to do something To keep her away From this guy Which by the way It's not the guy Like, I know the guy is also bad, but there are some internal things that I think the sister needs to grapple with in addition to maybe not being with that guy. Which they eventually Get to that point Yeah 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 It's the
2: drinking for her I think ultimately Well and I mean The guy is a bad situation too But Guys
3: we're gonna get there They're gonna stare that Out of her in a minute And that's gonna be fine Sure
0: But he (laughs) takes the sister back Which again This is one of the only times We see people go back together Except for him and his dad And the fact that you Could just take someone back With you is bonkers And then the sister knows And doesn't tell Nobody tells anybody It's crazy Anyway he takes the sister back Well the sister
2: doesn't remember Because he goes back with her they fix her life and he loses posy
3: he goes back to make sure he doesn't take her back yeah so she loses, wouldn't remember yeah. that
2: because of the way the story right. plays out but you're right and it's nuts to me that like you can bring someone back with you and his wife never knows that he can do this and his
0: mom and his mom never yeah. know
2: like it's sort of all the women in their life are treated Like, they're too fragile to share real information with them.
0: Yeah. Anyway, but he comes back and he's got a son instead of Posey, which he then just abandons, even though he would, you're right, have all the memories because of what they established from the movie. Yes. So he goes back and basically realizes that he has to let his sister get hurt to keep his own daughter. Yes. But also he talks to his dad and finds out that, like kids make a difference because you can't go back past you then you change every time so once the kids you know are born you can't go back past that point which will come into play a couple different ways later
2: but Bill Nye he has to like explain how sex works to explain this like hiccup in the time travel like story right right he's like it's a different load you shoot into your wife if it doesn't happen on the same night or whatever so it's like
0: whatever yeah
2: Yeah. I was like wow I didn't didn't need this level of detail tale thank you though Richard Curtis
0: thanks yeah, uh, yeah. But this next scene is where we get because he he's like let's have another baby I think because he's like I met a possible son and yeah. I had memories of him and now it's gone so let's have another baby I think what he's saying is okay shit I might get cancer because it
2: runs in my family and if <laughs> right. I don't have a child that can extend a full generation into the future longer than I would naturally live to potentially bring back a cure for me I might die so like yeah I yeah. gotta have a, a son so we can leapfrog this shit
0: exactly yeah um, but she at that point is like no that hurt plus i got so fat so disgustingly fat and just like (sighs) goes on about it and then we cut right into her they have had the second baby they do have it right then we cut it to her trying on dresses for this event with that author and she is complaining about like i'm lumpy and all the i'm like First of all, you're not. You're Rachel McAdams. She's real skinny, uh, in fact. Especially in that dress.
2: Like, it's so form fitting. You can see.
0: It's gorgeous on her. She's very skinny, yeah.
3: But this scene really has no purpose
0: it has no purpose other than to somehow body shame rachel nick adams (laughs) it's just that he left Posey alone too long downstairs and she destroys that manuscript yeah and and he wants to she's like don't leave don't you dare and he's gonna just go he would duck into a closet and reset it right but they get a phone call that it his dad has cancer so now they have to go see his dad they got to go back out to cornwall back out to cornwall and so he has this conversation with his dad and he asks, have I have we had this conversation before? And his dad admits like, oh, I've reset this a bunch of times to try and get this right. Basically, like he said, one time I let myself down and hugged you, <laughs> which I'm like, let's <laughs> just hug people, man. <laughs> like, well, they <laughs> do. I, yeah. Yeah.
2: I, oh, man. The last half of this movie like hit me like a fucking truck. Which is probably in hindsight not the best Word to use but uh -uh. It did I like oh man Starting with this conversation I was Teary-eyed the rest of the movie
0: Sure well and especially because at this Point his dad's like stop traveling Like stop time traveling Unless, like, live every day normal and then travel to live the day again, to notice the things that you truly treasure in that life. Yeah. Although, here's my favorite, because we show him doing that for a day, and his friends still get, like, his friend Rory's boss still doesn't know his name, and it's been, like, five years, and he still doesn't correct his boss in the redo. And I was like... You had a chance to be like, actually, it's Rory, and you still didn't. <laughs> like, no, he
2: took that time to write, he's a total dick on the back of that pad, so when he yeah. picks it up, <laughs> Rory can laugh, but you know, still be called the wrong name.
0: Still be called the wrong name, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he gets home after reliving the day and is like, actually, you know what, it was a pretty good day. And, is, <laughs> and Rachel McAdams is like, oh, it's too bad, because if it was a bad day, I was going to bone it down. And he was like... It was a terrible day. I (laughs) murdered someone. Uh, Everything went wrong. Yeah. I got fired. Uh, And so they have sexy times. But as he's kind of voiceovering, he's like, there's also some days you only want to go through once.
2: Well, but yeah, because when his dad tells him his secret to happiness. Right. He also reveals in the story that like he has cancer and has for a while. Yeah. And it's gotten bad and he has weeks to live. And then. Right. You know we jump to this day
0: His funeral where Or, or some sort of Gathering because it's not like a big old Funeral just them yeah. at the house or whatever But he does go back in time to confirm To talk to his dad and be like Yeah I got them to play Nick Cave and I was like Kind of had on a hat for a funeral right <laughs> Like, <laughs> But alright you know If you liked Nick Cave in life then why not In death
2: yeah I'm gonna make you listen to My shittiest Spotify playlist When I die
0: Ooh. I can't wait <laughs> I just mean that Nick Cave sings about death a lot And I'm like we get it There's a coffin Now Todd
2: has asked <laughs> in remembrance of him That you listen to this 10 hour cover Of every Hoobastank song he liked
1: <laughs> And the reason is you <laughs> Well I'm out of here
2: He'll, he'll know
0: like, I, sent flowers.
2: I don't even know why they let my murderer At my funeral Mikey So you probably shouldn't
0: be there <laughs> Yeah, right? We definitely <laughs> should be there. <laughs> anyway, we do kind of reveal that he has he goes back and visits his dad over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Through this time. Uh, at which point Rachel McAdams is like, "Let's have a third kid." And he's like, "The Chinese don't even get to have that many." And I was like, "What do they have to do with this?" But it was just one of those ones where I was like, "What? What is this?" Like, I understand that you're referencing their policy at the time, but like
3: yeah, the only thing the Chinese let reproduce is the Wuhan virus. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> the delicious, delicious bats.
3: As a COVID conspiracy joke for you all. Uh,
2: thank you for clarifying that it was a joke.
3: I'll tell you what's a joke, the plague that's coming, Plandemic 2025.
2: Plandemic because they made it
0: up and planned for it.
3: Uh, They uh, planned uh, it, uh, honestly, uh, because the uh,
0: CIA created it. I can't wait to stay home and make more sourdough bread. You guys, I'm in a house now. Like, I I, I survived COVID in a fucking apartment. I missed out. If I was in this house, I would have got a bigger pool. Oh, yeah. A bigger
3: plastic pool, mind you. A bigger ass pool, and then put that shit back. I mean, I would
2: have had a good time. Yeah. Listen, I own a house, too, and I may never leave. I love it.
0: Yeah. Like, I'd have a backyard, because that was the thing. In pandemic, we were in the apartment, and people were like, just go outside for a little bit of day. And I'm like, I fucking can't. I don't have an outside to go to. And now I do.
3: Now I do. Yeah.
0: It's great. Mm-hmm. And all the crafts I could want. Yes. Anyway, so he realizes that if they have a third baby, because this baby will be born after his dad is dead, that he won't be able to go back to see his dad ever. And this is when I... One
2: thousand percent, start sobbing again. It's just terrible. Fuck.
3: Okay, okay. It is nice that there's a lot of male relationships with like a real lack of toxic
0: masculinity in this film. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like at a certain point death is inevitable and we have to cope with it. Yeah. And in some ways continuing to visit his dad after dying was prolonging that process. I honestly, I feel like it made it worse.
2: Yeah. Because he's reliving the death every time he goes back to see him. And that is brutal. But like, that
3: sounds amazing.
2: But, (laughs) but like, would you do that to be able to like have a, a last final conversation with your dad? Fuck. Yeah, I would, you know, in a heartbeat. But like you're right. Yeah. And I ultimately think he makes the right choice. And I think he makes the choice that his dad would have wanted him to make. Like live your life. Sure. And that's like his key to happiness. Yeah. It's just so sweet. Like I've ball through them like because oh, he yeah. goes back and visits his dad and then his dad is like hey can we take a trip together and they oh, both go back to, like them on the beach like i'm getting teary-eyed talking about it right now as kids
0: though he goes oh uh,
2: well hit like Don uh, gleason as a kid and him as like a 30 something year old father and they're just like reliving like the Like the dad's salad days You know like it's
0: so Sad oh so sad But she does have have The other baby and also Kit Kat and jay end up together and have a baby and then they like shit on her they're like she's not a great mom and i was just I like know. leave kit kat alone it's <laughs> so <laughs>
1: terrible <laughs> <laughs> like it's not enough
2: like th- this woman has overcome addiction she's overcome yeah. like toxic relationships and she's like you know in a great relationship and as a mom like give her some credit y'all like what are we doing
0: Yeah, and then and then he reveals that he's like basically after the third baby, he's like, I don't travel back anymore. I just treat every day as if I traveled back to it for a specific reason and then it starts to play Ben Folds the luckiest and yeah. I'm just like no not a <laughs> contemplative ballad about the nature of fatherhood because I know, Ben man. Folds is like amazing <laughs> at writing those I know if you ever want us just a song to make you cry called Ben Folds and he will write you one uh, like that dude's terrific. Uh, he's so good yes. man yeah and this is so to for because I'm a Ben Folds nerd still fighting it Is one of his first songs about Fatherhood which a great song It's about his I believe his oldest son The luckiest I believe is about his Daughter I mean that would make sense because Posey Is like
2: the stand-in for all of his Children so yeah
0: and And it was just like as he every time He has a new kid he writes a new song About like the nature of parenting That kid it's so Fucking sad but anyway uh, <sighs> So <laughs> Oh wait I pulled up the wrong notes because I flipped between two screens and I was like, what? Ernie Hudson. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That was last
2: night or two nights ago. for horror versions. Yeah. Uh,
0: But so the luckiest plays. uh, And I thought for sure, because it's Rachel, him and Rachel McAdams on the phone. And this movie has been so long and rambling that I thought for sure that Rachel McAdams was going to get like hit by a car or something. And he was going to have to like, I traveled one last time or whatever. Yeah. Uh, But she doesn't. And And that's that's the movie movie. I actually really love
2: the ending Because it just sort of slips into Seeing like scenes of Everyone's normal day life
0: Yes I do really like it And then
2: our main characters sort of fall away In that and then eventually Come back at the very end but it's a very sort of Normal day conversation it's like Oh I'll see you later tonight Yeah
3: life is beautiful appreciate all the small (laughs) Moments all that bullshit yeah we get it
2: I'm maybe not in the best mood For this (laughs) Mikey's very cynical this evening. But I like that energy and I'm here for it. But after seeing this movie, after talking about this movie, what do you guys think about about time? I like it.
0: I like this better than most Richard Curtis films. I think this is my
2: second favorite to Notting Hill.
3: I like this better than Notting Hill.
0: For me, pirate radios first, then Notting Hill, then this. Oh
2: shit! I'm thinking just the rom coms. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would probably agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I love this movie. I did not realize because I hadn't seen it since it came out, and not, you know, because my dad has died since then. Like, I did sure. not, I did not remember how hard hitting it was on the dad stuff. I was crying so much. Natalie brought me tissues. It was like that kind of an like, issue. So like. I probably won't watch this again because of that, but I loved oh, it. Oh yeah,
0: I I did like it. It did make me cry. It's not one that I'm gonna come back to a lot, but it's yeah. also one of those ones that if somebody was like, "Should we watch this?" Yeah, sure, why not? You know. And there were parts that genuinely made me laugh. Like it is, it yeah. is a funny movie too. Yeah, it's it better is.
3: than most rom coms we do.
0: I would agree. Yes, I would agree. Absolutely. But Paige, do you have any fun
2: facts for us? I do. Well, here it is with your fun facts. Top time, time travel, fun, fun facts.
0: facts uh. Zoe Deschanel was originally supposed to play uh, okay. Mary instead of Rachel McAdams, but she dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. Remember, this is like 2011, 2012, as this is in pre production. Zoe Chanel was on New Girl. So yeah. I believe it was the scheduling for the show that caused her to drop out. I mean, love New Girl, but she would have been great in this. I do. New Girl, for me, has one of the best chemistry kisses on television in years. Yeah. I also, there, there is an abandoned subplot on New Girl that I really wish they would have, like, seen through, but I think there was just, I don't know. But, so Schmidt used to be overweight and then ends up dating a, a plus-size woman. That he had dated once when he was overweight. That he had dated when he was overweight and now is dating her again and yeah. feels like he can finally be his true self. And then the movie, the show is just like, yeah, fuck that, though. He's back with Cece. And yeah. He's just like, Damn it, that was such an interesting subplot. Like, fuck. Anyway. It was like a therapy
2: level breakthrough subplot
0: for yes. the character Schmidt. Yes. That they
2: just abandoned.
0: Yeah. I, Completely abandoned. I and, love that and show, so was, I watch it like on repeat occasionally. I think it was Merritt Weaver who played. It was. And she's, uh, and so, she's so good. good. <laughs> oh, wait. She was so Merit good. Merritt Weaver in it. and Dominique Gleason had a show on HBO oh. called Run. They did. I have not and watched it. Was it was real good. Anyway. So, when they walk from Joanne's to Mary's car, which we know is at her apartment, that would be a six mile walk across central London. Holy shit. (laughs) <laughs> it's a long one. It's pretty, pretty, pretty long. I mean, that would take you three-ish hours probably. Right. In that montage at the end where everyone's just kind of doing their own thing with their lives, Rory is reading the book Trash, which ends up being Richard Curtis's next film. So he wrote the screenplay for Trash and About Time right around the same time. Okay. um, That's why they were able to put it in the movie as like a little Easter egg OK, cool. Despite being set in London, none of the three main actors are actually English. Um, wow. OK. Yeah. Domhnall Gleeson is Irish. Uh, Rachel McAdams is Canadian and Margot Robbie is Australian. OK. All I right. mean, Bill Nye is obviously. But, you know, whatever. Bill Nye is famously
2: British and I would argue is more of a main character than Margot Robbie. But I still I love to. I would I love too. that fun yeah. fact. Yeah.
0: In South Korea. This movie was seen by more than 3 million people, which made it a surprise hit overseas. I've got oh, numbers weird. on that page for Do box you? Okay, yeah, so we'll talk about it more in box that. Office. Yeah, 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 So, the restaurant in the dark. It's a restaurant where the waiters are uh, unable to see as well as the diners, although the waiters that work there end up seeing a little bit, just your eyes acclimate. But there is a restaurant like this in London, uh, Dans le Noir, uh, and it's at 6973 St. John's Street. In London, if you want to go. I do want to go. I really want to go. Domino Gleason's mom is actually named Mary, just like the movie. Okay. And the secret name for this movie when it was shipped out to theaters and when they were filming so that people didn't know what it was was Cupboard. Wow, I hate
2: that. <laughs> I thought the I thought the title would have been Yes, Rachel McAdams is in another time travel rom-com. The time traveler's cupboard. <laughs>
0: So Richard Curtis has offered an explanation for some of the time travel rules. Um, Sorry, I was just trying to do time travel math in my mind. That's why it looks like I short circuited. (laughs) um, When Tim time travels, it's only within his own lifetime to places he's already been. And he can't travel to the future. But by traveling back to the place where he started, it's not technically the future because he's already been there from the time when he traveled back.
2: Right. There you go. So time is always progressing and he's just catching back up with it. Yes, or, exactly. I guess it pauses when he goes back in time and then he can sort of unpause his current timeline when he goes back to it. Right. Sure. This is like one of those things. I don't care about that. Like, I love the story. I don't care how the time travel works specifically.
0: Now, this is uh, and I don't think we'll do all four. But we have done at least two of them. This is one of four movies in which Rachel McAdams stars as the love interest of a time traveler. Yeah. First is Time Traveler's Wife, which we have done. Yes. Um, then the other one is Midnight in Paris, which we will probably not do because it's Woody Allen. I've not seen it. Yeah. Yes. Um, she also stars in Doctor Strange, which we will probably not do because it doesn't qualify. But that is also a time travel movie. Holy shit. Yeah. I wouldn't qualify that a rom-com, but. Yeah. But so we have done, I would say, the two that we will do. Of the four. And those are your fun facts. Well,
2: thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you think the production budget was for about time in twenty thirteen? Seventeen million dollars.
0: I'm gonna go higher and say
2: forty. Okay. So the budget was 12 million dollars. Oh, damn, nice. Which is not as bad as I was expecting, too. No, like No, this looks great for 12 million. Yeah, and like with stars in this movie, like it looks yeah. great. Uh so anyway, but if you adjust for inflation, that's roughly 15.7 million dollars today. Now, this movie came out uh in the US on November 1st of 2013 it was 14th in the theaters the week it came out and it was only in 175 theaters so the fact that it was 14th shouldn't shock you right yeah but number one that week was Ender's Game number two was Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa number three was Last Vegas, number four was Free Birds and number five was Gravity. And then, of course, 14th that week was About Time. What do you think About Time brought in in its opening weekend? $400,000. I'm going to say $1 million. Paige, you're almost exactly right. You're only off by $76,000 because it was $1,076,000 in its opening weekend. Now, it had a good opening weekend, and in the second weekend it was out, it went from 175 theaters to... 1,200 theaters, and then was ninth that weekend and brought in more money, honestly. But it was in the theaters for a total of eight weeks. So what do you think it made domestically in the theaters in 2013? I'm going to say 10 million. Mikey, you want to guess?
3: Domestically, I'm definitely going to say
2: five. Okay, it made more than that. It was uh, $15.3 million domestically. Now, Richard Curtis movies are sort of UK and Europe movies, more so than a lot of movies that we produce here, right? So it did very well in the United Kingdom. It made $12 million in the United Kingdom alone, which typically for Richard Curtis movies, that's where the biggest box office draw is. But this movie is an outlier because, as Paige mentioned in Fun Facts, it made more money in South Korea than it even did in the United Kingdom. It made nineteen point two million dollars in South Korea by itself. Damn. Yeah. That's wild. Which is crazy. Um, it obviously did, w- did well in other countries. So the international box office was actually sixty nine point six million dollars on this movie. Putting, good lord. Yeah, putting the worldwide total at eighty four point nine million dollars, which is good for them. Really good. Yeah. If you adjust that for inflation, that would be roughly a hundred and eleven. 0.4 million dollars today mm-hmm. uh, and then it went on to make uh, another 15.6 million dollars in dvd and blu-ray sales so this definitely made money i mean that right there puts it over 100 million dollars in 2013 but that's your box office mikey do you want to hit him with that romance and roar scale oh uh, yeah the romance scale is uh
3: scale one to ten of how romantic we found the film we watched it today uh page.
0: Uh, mm, manipulation. I know. Uh, but I'm gonna. I'm still gonna give it like a three. They've got great chemistry. They do. Um. They do. And I'm going to give it one lion roar for his repeat attempts. I I don't know. I think I'm going to give it a four. I really
2: like their chemistry. Interesting. But I, man, I cried way more for like the the dad shit than I did for their romance shit. So it's like, I don't know. It's also, it also feels like a coming of age sort of tale from Domino Gleason's perspective. I don't know. But I like the movie a lot. But I would give it maybe a 1, 1.5 on the Roar scale as well, Paige.
3: Yeah, I think I would give it a a 6 on the Romance scale. Okay, Uh, all right. They're very good chemistry. I like their first mute cute, even though they throw it away. But they have good moments and stuff, and they weren't toxic to each other, which is great.
2: Yeah, everyone's nice to each other. Like, I find everyone in this movie very charming.
3: Yeah, so that's what I'll give it. And that's our Romance scale.
2: Yeah, all right. So... This week, I made you guys watch About Time. Paige, what are you making us watch next
0: week? I'm going to give you guys some choices. Oh. Okay. All right. Your first choice is a an 80s historical drama starring two people that go on to be very, very famous.
3: I'm very, very interested in this.
0: I know. You said a lot of words that have piqued my interest in that sentence. Sure. That's great. Your next option is is a bonkers, terrible 80s movie that's been heavily requested in the group. And your third option is a modern film that will make all of us cry. What's your choice?
1: I'm gonna pick
3: one of the 80s films.
0: I'm gonna go with the second one. The one that is bonkers
2: that's been requested a bunch because I think it might be Mannequin 2. Or at least I have a better chance of it being it's Mannequin n- it's 2. It's not Mannequin 2, okay.
0: but it, it but it is a sequel. However, we have not done the original, but it doesn't matter. They stand alone.
3: They don't, I don't. I'm not doing that. I picked the first one.
0: Oh, you're split. Do you want to flip a coin? No, let's go with the first one. Okay, then the first one is the one that I mentioned last week. It's Lady Jane, which is actually now streaming on Amazon, oh, or at cool. least rentable on Amazon. All right,
3: Lady Jane.
0: Starring... Carrie Elwis, pre-Princess Bride. What? And Helena Bonham Carter.
1: Okay.
0: Yes. Uh, now I did bring this up to my mom showed me this movie as a teenager and she's like, I don't really think it's a romance. And I was like, it's literally filed under romance. <laughs> so I think she might be misremembering the film a bit. I remember it being very romantic. I will warn you, a little depressing, but very good. So we'll watch Lady Jane next week. Cool. All right. Well, your homework for next week is
2: to watch yet another depressing rom com and Lady Jane.
0: It's not a com. It's just a rom just for a rom. sure.
2: All right. Well, watch that movie and then report back for that episode. So, Mikey, do you uh, have a review for us to read?
3: No, I don't.
2: Well, while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review read on the podcast, and that's to leave us a five-star text review, and I'll make Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? Buttery Death says <laughs> The the Real Love Story Oh,
3: title is, is their title to review.
2: I love this. I came
3: across this show because of my passion for movies. I'm not really the biggest in romance movies, but there are some that are good.
2: That's fair. That's sort of how I feel.
3: I enjoy this show, though, because of the two love stories present. Mikey and Todd have the perfect (laughs) romance, and I enjoy hearing about Mikey's quest for the perfect woman. Five stars.
2: Well, buttery death, I love that review, and thank you so much for it. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin, and that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on, but Paige gets around, and she is on two other podcasts,
0: That's going to be it for us. You guys, I'm Paige.
3: I'm Mikey.
2: And I'm Todd. And you complete us. Come into my cupboard and clench your fist with me.
0: Oh,
1: God. (laughs) I'm actually going to go get some cigarettes. I'll
3: see you guys next week.